National Velvet still screws me up. Black Beauty. Black Beauty. Black Beauty. Beauty. Uh, my black mom Stallion. gave me Black Beauty at my first horse show when I was like six years old. I was like, here, sit down for some light reading. <laughs> and that was what she gave me. And it's That's- literally like Molly's first horse show, like on the cover. And then my dog chewed it up. That was like an heirloom. No. <laughs> Howdy and welcome to the Three Stride Podcast, where we take a humorous look at the equestrian world. Here are your hosts, Laura Fernandez, Julia Hansen, and Molly Heroy. Giddy up. Welcome to the Three Stride Podcast. This week, I'm Laura Fernandez. <laughs> and I'm Julia Hansen. Oh, oh, we don't know our names. We do not know our I'm names. I'm Reese Heroy. You're Reese Heroy. So Molly, what is your opinion? Like, what is the correct attire, riding attire? I'll tell you the rules at my barn. Okay, rules at your barn. You have actual rules? We do. And Judy is what I would consider... Judy, your trainer. A loosey-goosey. Okay. But... No, Judy always looks really buttoned up. No, she, she always looks nice, but she's not... She's a chill trainer. She's chill. Yeah. Okay. She likes fun color. She likes a little bit of sparkle. She's what I would okay. consider loose in her regulations. Okay. So you, there are actual rules. Her big thing okay. is no tank tops. I appreciate Not that. Not allowed. Why? And even as an adult person... Yes. I have like come from yoga and stuff and uh-huh. just gotten on just to do a hack, not in a lesson, whatever. And she's like, stop it with this tank top. I just came from yoga. And she's like, I hate it. I Fall hate off. it. Okay. T-shirt, Fall. long sleeve shirt. T-shirt, long sleeve shirt, collared shirt, polo shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, all good. All good. No tank tops. No tank tops. She's okay. not into it. What about? Especially if it's a tank top with your bra strap showing, uh, she'll cut you. Okay. <laughs> what about? Just kidding. She's what about uh, hair? As long as it's in a ponytail, she doesn't care. Ponytail, good to go. Yep. Breeches. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. High boots. Chaps. Yeah. Do polo pe- wrap your legs if you want. She don't care. She don't care. <laughs> Just tank tops. Just, no tank Just top. tank tops. That's her thing. Okay. I feel like for the most part, our barn, especially with Annette, our head trainer, she's into dressage. Annette, mm. always on point. Yeah. Annette is always like color coordinated. She's got yeah. like, an, like her outfits yes. are outfits. Yes. It's not yeah. like I just grabbed a random pair of pants. No. She's like a fashion influencer like for riding, on. essentially. Yes. Yeah. Annette is definitely a fashionista mm-hmm. in the equestrian world. I think for the most part, our barn is filled with a lot of sun shirts, a lot yeah. of. Uh, I don't ever ride in short sleeves anymore. No. no I'm, I'm not done. trying to get damaged mm-hmm. anymore I'm, I'm than done. I am. Well, you get a weird tan line too. That's my biggest thing. I wear, um, I love sun shirts. I love the data, anything high neck. The other day I had a complete uh, meltdown at 4am when I'm getting dressed for the barn because I put a t-shirt on and I just felt like my neck was all exposed and everything. I was like, I need to always be completely covered up right See, to the I top. don't like the zippers sometimes bother me. I can't fully zip up the tailored sportsman. If I would fully zip it up, I would be choked out. My favorite are those Calidae that have like the mesh on the outside of the arm. And then it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a high neck, but it's not a... I know which one you're saying. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm still not as high as I want it. Um, that's where the Data Sport ones are my ultimate favorite. And then four horses. But our barn, I mean, for the most part, everyone does dress well, Yeah, um, I would say. But then... Um, we have had some people that have sported some uh, sports bras 
uh, riding. Now, granted, Las Vegas, it gets hot and it is toasty when you get past 8 a.m. So I understand. I mean, I go running in a sports bra. I go to yoga in a sports bra, Pilates in a sports bra. No problem. I think from a riding perspective, no. I don't think that you should be wearing a sports bra ride. I mean, logically, I guess there's really no difference. It's like an athletic event. But I feel but like a lot of barns where jiggling. you're required to, your boobs are jiggling when you run. Yeah, but on Listen, a horse, I'm everyone's not saying sitting it's there right. looking around. You're not saying it's right. So Missy, our Julia's and my trainer, made a comment that I am, um, she actually, she called me a mean girl. She said I was a mean girl for calling or observing that they were wearing sports bras. Because I guess my observing of when someone was wearing the wrong attire uh, was saying to Missy, 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 Missy. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize I did that. Julia, you have observed this. And Missy always gets because I know that if I hear Laura saying Missy, Missy, Missy. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Something she sees something, and Missy usually is like, "Don't keep saying my name. Don't draw attention to me right now. You're dragging me into this. There's yeah. definitely like someone yeah, around here. Neutral. Like she's like, ah. Yeah. I do not think I am a mean girl. I think that I am a rule follower. There are rules of what you should wear or shouldn't wear in the ride. I am like, but do you have barn rules on that? We no. do not. There's no. Then it's not a rule. So how do you, do you have them written up on the a board? Is this a barn email I should send? <laughs> no, with our it rules? is made abundantly clear when you okay. mess up. Okay. What about helmet? Have to wear a helmet. Have to wear a helmet. I am in agreement of that. I yeah. think that you always should be wearing a helmet. And that has changed over the last, you know, I've been with Judy for. Was there ever a moment that Judy didn't wear a helmet? Oh, yeah. There was a moment. I used to never hack in a helmet. Judy never hacked in a helmet. Nikki never hacked in no a helmet. No one hacked in a helmet now for a long time. Now we literally wear vests, helmets. Yeah. It, it's, it's just shifted. Like, the mindset yes. has shifted. Well, I think that everyone's also conscious of your head. Yeah, yeah. we, we realize. It's like, I never wore a helmet to ride a bike. I never wore, you know... Oh, yeah. I still but, Oh, now. I mean, I would tell you, helmet, Talk. number one thing. Number one thing. Um, okay, Molly, I love asking your uh, POV on specific things. Joint injections. Um, so Garcon, um, he had left front splint. We gave him seven weeks off. He's good. Um, started bringing him back. And then I had our vet, Dr. Hartgrove, come in, do full workup on him flex posm and front left. Um, and we decided to inject his front left fetlock. So that was his first injection. And he's never had hawks or anything. He had hawks, uh, his right, I think his right hawk four years ago. That was it. Really? And not both. Mm -mm. Nope. That's interesting. I'll have to ask my vets about that. Maybe I'm wrong. Cause I have to my, go to my Google. They do do both. Yeah. Maybe they did do. Both. I don't think it's common to do one hawk. Okay. So I could be wrong there. Uh, my Google doc of my horse health history could be wrong. And I only put right. That could have been yeah, what he, she's intense. That could have been what he flex positive on. Yeah. Then and then, then he just, just did okay, both. Oh, did yeah. Both. Okay. Anyway. Like so four years ago, both hawks. And then never again. Never again. Have you flexed in you? Yes. I mean, we, I, every quarter yeah, I, I do. Ag I do agree with that way of looking at it. I don't think that you should automatically just be injecting stuff every six months without positive flexions or a reason to do it. A hundred percent. And from what I have understood 
is that a lot of times that like what your experience with the garçon is not uncommon because once their hawks fuse, it sometimes can alleviate some of the issues. So sometimes around eight years old, all of a sudden they'll get stiff and whatever, and you inject them once and then they don't need them again for a couple oh, so of years. I think he was eight years when, mm-hmm. when he got them. Yeah. Okay. So that's a common thing. And then I do. But what's think- a long term? Cause my understanding that it breaks down the tissue if it's long-term repetitive use. It's, you know, all of these things, just like any medications that we take, have pros and cons. Same thing. Like, I had stomach ulcers. I'm taking freaking omeprazole every single day. Okay, that's linked to Alzheimer's. That's linked to, actually, the vet is one of the people who told me that. I was talking about the ulcers, and I said, you know, I really realized with these horses that we have to stay on top of these ulcers because it took me six months to have a pain-free day. And it decreased. Like, I didn't know that. When I started taking the omeprazole, it decreased. The pain decreased very quickly, but it did not completely go away until literally the six month mark. So it kind of gave me some insight on how we treat some of these ulcers. And so then my vet, Dr. Sure, was like, yeah, but be careful because you don't want to be on it any longer than you have to because it has been linked to Alzheimer's in humans. I'm like, okay, that's scary. Yeah. Um, and so all of those things, there's pros and cons. Like you can't live in pain every day, Yeah. but you also don't want to overdo something. Like I don't believe in just injecting their hawks every six months for no reason. I wait till my horse gives me signs that she needs it. That yeah. might be six months. That might be eight months. That might be a year. That might be, you know, when they're younger, yeah. even longer than that. So there is definitely downsides. And I'm sure over the years when you started like doing your battle with Crohn's and everything, you probably went on steroids. You know, so it's funny because I, prednisone was always a big fear of mine. So I refused to do it. I didn't take it until 2019. So it was about 17 years into the condition. And it's a great drug. Yeah. But there's a lot of side effects. Yeah, it it's made the me same crack thing. down in my mind. Remember I jumped. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was the first time I jumped me or 20 was a uh, crackdown on prednisone. So there was, was a lot roided. of pros. Yeah. So a lot of pros. I mean, my good. father-in-law was like just back because it's one man, you know, like it's always a battle of like switching yeah. and what's yes. working and what's not. So he went back on just like the series, like I got to get off this stuff. So there's definitely big time side effects, but yeah. we also have to manage their comfort. And, um, okay. I am just, again, I, I have a feeling, I know you're going to, your opinion on this, but if we're injecting horses regularly and it's just to keep them sound and comfortable, is there not a point that the bottom is going to drop out, that there's tissue going to deteriorate and maybe it's time instead of keeping them together with joint injections that they should be retired? Yeah. There's always a line that you're going to have to come to at some point, but you have to be the steward of your horse's care and decide that. Do some people keep them going and patch them together over and over for too long? Sure. Do some people maybe put them out in a field too early and they're bored out of their minds? And then literally I've seen a lot of horses that are used to being a working animal that go out in a field and they're dead within six months because they're Mm -hmm. like, they just fall apart. They don't know how to function. They never learned to be a horse. They went to work and they worked their whole lives and they like that. Mm -hmm. Even I think the same thing happens happens to humans. You see that where people work forever and they're like, okay, I've worked my whole life. Now I'm going to retire. And like their health deteriorates. Ryan's grandma's 83 years old. She still goes to work every day and she's sharp as a tack. And I swear that's why. I, my uncle Walt, he is uh, 77. He's like the day that you stop moving 
is the day that it's like you start yeah, dying. Yeah, it's it's yeah. tough. And yeah, I mean, I I need to educate myself a lot more with injections because I have I do them and besides steroids, what else is in the injection? So is it hyaluronic acid too? So they can do those things separately. And they also can do PRP injections. There's so many things they can do. They can do IRAP, they can do PRP, they can do steroids, they can do And they can mix them too. Uh, um I don't know about mixing them. I'm not mix up and match. To, <laughs> I know I was like, Ooh. you know, then you have like things like <laughs> Pentazan, Adequan, Legend. So Adequan and Legend. You know there's actually a shortage of of legend right now i think i did hear that yeah and so because um so those things work on the hyaluronic acid the synovial fluid the um like lubrication that lives between the joints yes and we should have one of our vets back on to get more in detail because i'm definitely not you know you nailed it expert you did but it's the same thing then a lot of the joint supplements that you see you see a feed through of those same items. You see hyaluronic acid, you see MSM, you see glucosamine, chondroitin. Um, I'm sure there's ones I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but like, that's why like when people are like, what's the best? It's like, well, Advil might work best for me and Tylenol might work best for you. So that's comparing apples to oranges, but same thing. One thing might work better for other horses. So you either have to kind of do like a trial and error. The nice thing with the hyaluronic acid liquids is that those also help the gut. So those also help for ulcers and the joint. So that hyaluronic acid feed through kind of hits multiple things. So what I do in my horses, I do a feed that has all three. It has the hyaluronic acid, the MSM, and then the glucosamine and chondroitin. Mm-hmm. That way I feel like, okay, you're getting everything. So however your body handles that and yeah. wherever it sends it, I'm covering all my bases. What do you feed for that? I do right now I'm doing um, the uh, total joint because that hits all three of those. Mm-hmm. But Fiona's been like, I think she's had a little bit of an ulcer flare up. So I'm actually going to add back in the gut X, You're which talking is hyaluronic about, acid. Are you talking about grain? Or you, yeah, that's yeah. a supplement going in the grain. Grain. Okay. I do platinum, CJ, and then I add um, vitamin E. Yeah, I and do then vitamin I E have, too. Um, then electrolytes as well. No, that's, I mean, here's, uh, I do, you have to do the full workup. And that's where with me and the horses, I like to do quarterly checks with everyone um, when our vet comes in. And if there is needs to be x-rays or anything, I'm just... Yeah, and yeah, totally like, like to however it. you want to manage it, I think is fine. But and I put that on my Google Doc. <laughs> I do think that you not. have to think like people are like, oh, do you want to retire them? Should I put them down? They're in pain. They're this and that. Judy's like, I'm in pain every day. I want to still have a life. Like I want to manage that pain. People get their knees. It's no different. These cortisone shots are the same thing that people get in their knees, their elbows or everything else. It's not some voodoo that we don't know about. It is a such a common thing. Humans are getting it done all the time. And a lot of these horses, Judy's horse gets she literally says he gets everything but his butthole injected. <laughs> you, I mean, his neck, his stifle, his talk, everything you can do. Yeah. He wants to work. He loves his job. Look at him. He's killing the game. He is. So that is not a horse. You have to judge it horse by horse. That is not a horse that wants to go stand in a field. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He wants to bite your face off in the cross ties and go win the children's jumpers. Like yeah. that's who he is. He Aww. doesn't want to stand in a field. No, 
I think it's, uh, again, a great uh, take, and it's made me think a little bit about my point of view. But doing it yeah. just to do it, I will say I don't agree with that. you got to flex them. you got to see what yes. they need and yeah, then completely. go from there. Well, even um, something that I've been having Pico for sale and people messaging me, and he's a little older now. He's 15. I have the first thing everybody asks me is, what is his maintenance? And he really doesn't have much. I just got his hawks done this past week, but that's the second time he's ever had his hawks done. And that was four years prior. It you know, makes that, me that's wonder such a good question because I did not. Yeah. Ask that's that. been and now everyone's that is first going question. to be my first question when because I do a horse, start hunting. a horse yeah. could be nine years old and going around the twenties or thirties or whatever. And it might vet great, but What's it on? What are they doing to have that happen? So that's been something that's opened my Which eyes to me. More if too. it's vetting great and it looks really happy and comfortable, there's very little I'm not willing to do to keep it that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. You know, because nobody's injecting more than every six months. Like six months is kind of the soonest you can get doing yeah. that. And it's always a good idea. Like if you're doing a bunch of things to kind of spread them out, you do hawks and fetlocks. And then the next time, you know, three months later, you do stifles, Coffin. stifles yeah. and neck or whatever. Because yeah. you don't want to have too much steroids in their bottom because in their bodies, because that is mm-hmm. immune repressant. Suppressant? Yeah. Repressant? No, it's immune uh, suppressant. Some. Yep. No, but it's it's interesting because anyone that's looking for an older horse or whatever, everyone will put in their ads in search of maintenance is okay. They're willing to be like, okay, yeah, if we're looking for an older horse, we'll do maintenance. But it's been interesting because a lot of people's responses to me saying Pico's not really on anything maintenance wise. We're not really doing much. Everyone's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's not uncommon. I think people are more okay with it than they were. Definitely. Because I remember being, I don't know, I was probably 13 or 14. And when we were trying horses, it was like you've injected them before it was stuff like that where it here's seems the thing, more like, we're not common. asking them to do something that's natural no so, so to expect them to live like a natural lifestyle they're not whether you inject them or not this is exactly. not a na- normal thing that they would be doing no. we have to manage and you're that. referring to jumping jumping, jumping. that's well, even the normal. way they're gonna jump over a log to get and, to the yeah. greener grass they're not gonna jump 14 logs in a row. Mm-hmm. They're not like jumping Triple back and combinations. <laughs> you know, it's not. And you know, it's very, I had a conversation with somebody at the barn because they were like, uh, the rodeo is so mean this and that. And for people who don't know me, my dad was a professional rodeo cowboy. My mom did the hunter jumpers. Mm-hmm. So I've spent a lot of time in both worlds. It's a slippery slope people. Oh, that's mean. What do you think? You know, this is, it's a yeah. slippery, slippery slope. When well, so, it also, I think has a lot to do with, Certain people in each right. industry, there's, bad there's eggs good and bad. bad yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There's bad people in everything. There's good parents. There's bad parents. Yeah. There's good teachers. There's bad teachers. There's, but it's a very slippery slope. So, is bashing one uh, type of discipline to another? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we're all at the at the end of the day, we're all anything horse related in sport. We're doing unnatural things with them and having them go and in different ways. it's not something that and, they would do no. unless they were forced to do it. I'm yes. sorry. Some people are like, no, my horse loves to jump. Like your horse loves to eat and like be a horse and run around. Well, we That's have to, where, we like, teach them how to do thing. it. It's, it's interesting is because you're saying on one token, Hey, no, they want to work. They like their job, but because then they're the conditioned core, to do it or is, 
Yeah, and it's hard for them to go back to the core and root of what a horse is. Well, it's and like, what they're that's why I really like when people, as when I've had young horses or we've bred horses, you bring them in and you kind of teach them the basics before they're too wild. Mm-hmm. And then you go put them back in the field for a year. Yep. Because they can go be a horse and learn to live in the field and do all that. But it's, some of them, it's just like people. We have bred them selective breeding for so long to do this now. It's the same thing as a dog. Your dog's not going to live well in the wild. Or cats. <laughs> well, cats do a little better. Cats are pretty um, smart. So. <laughs> but it's even, you hear a lot of stories of retired police or bomb dogs or dogs that have served overseas that they retire and they come home to be a normal dog and they don't They're know maniacs. how to. And they just freak out What's or movie they with, need uh, certain help to, like there's a, a guy, he, I think he was like a- Channing Tatum? Oh, no. Ooh, what I was that him. movie? It dog, was dog. It was dog. Was it with Channing Tatum? Yeah, I didn't see it, but I liked it. It was good. You saw it? I, I, I don't watch. Either. I can't watch dog movies. It, it ended. The dog is alive at the end. <laughs> it was. I took dope. my mom to see Marley and me, and she literally oh, like physically no. abused me afterwards. No, Marley and she, me. She like punched was me. Ter- we went for Awful. a family movie night. It to Marley and me as children, and we all were like, <laughs> I was like sixteen. I swear to God, she assaulted me. That's where <laughs> like National Velvet still screws me up. Black Beauty. Black Beauty. Black Beauty. Oh. My Black mom Stallion. gave me Black Beauty at my first horse show when I was like six years old and was like here sit down for some light reading <laughs> and that was what she gave me and it's That's- literally like Molly's first horse show like on the cover and then my dog chewed it up that was like an heirloom no, no. <laughs> I'll do the same thing to Reese you gotta give him just enough trauma to be funny well did you know that actually the CIA and FBI <laughs> seeks out overachievers due to childhood trauma and not thinking that they were good enough. So they overachieve because of that. And the FBI and CIA actually seeks out those people. Because Should I be they, that's what I was 100%. like. Are you kidding me? Yeah. FBI. But that's why it's the right amount of trauma Virgos. that it's makes you overachieve and you're never it's good enough. And you it's keep like working. horse maintenance. It's a fine line. Yeah. <laughs> how much is too much? How much is not enough? How many Google Docs can I add? To how my much list? time stamping are you doing? I like purposely will not learn how to use like a Google Doc or anything. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> Hands off. I don't know. I like call Ryan. No. I'm out. Ryan's the tech savvy one. Oh, he is. Well, that was very insightful. Molly, you're on top of it, though. You are. You really, you know your stuff. I get it. But always this so science changes. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep reading. You got to keep looking at the articles. I, um, I got the best book. It's uh, Bringing Your Horse or Back to Work. It's uh, How to Bring Your Horse. And I, it has detailed week by week for colic surgery because I'm bringing contact back now of week one, loose reins, like slight bending in and out. Week two, incorporate trot on day three. It's the best rehab book that I've it's ever nice had. It's because I feel like it takes away like yourself questioning yes. what you Yeah, it puts it right up there. And um, same with, I wish I would have had it through all his tendon injuries because it does the full comeback there. Nice. It's a book that I like really don't think I, I wish I didn't need, but back to work <laughs> rehabbing book. It's nice just because it gives you an yeah. outline. Yeah. None of us want it. No, no, no. Yeah, no one wants it. I don't want <laughs> it. I've been like promoting it. They're like, get it away. No, I don't want to read book. that. I don't want to read it. it. I don't want anything to do with that. Okay. You can catch new episodes every single Tuesday and follow us on all social channels at the Three Stripe Podcast.